Hello, welcome to the Curator Podcast. This is episode three. Hi, hello, welcome in once again, dear listener, to the Curator Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Fraser, and we're having a little chat about artists' origin experiences, their drive, what influenced them, what inspired them to be the driven, creative people that they are. On today's show, we have Corey from the Glasgow band Pinact, who just recently launched their debut album. I popped along to their show and broadcast in Glasgow to check them out and to talk to them. Really good interview. Unlike all my past interviews, this one actually took place in the dressing room as opposed to a tour van, which made for a slightly different acoustic experience. You'll probably notice that when you listen to the podcast. We had a good chat about what it's like to be in a band that's kind of up and coming and what it's like to release a debut album and where all that inspiration and drive comes from. Corey's a really articulate and enlightening chap and the conversation was quite relaxed, so I hope that you enjoy that. Just want to say thank you for listening. If you're a new listener, then I hope you enjoy it. If you've listened to the previous two episodes, thank you. Please take some time to give me some feedback. I'm always appreciative of that. Before I get into the interview, I have a song from Pinak's new debut album. The album's called Stand Still and Rot. The song that I'm going to play is called Anxiety. I hope you enjoy it.
Hello, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? How is, you've been, you just played a great escape, man. How was that? It was great. (laughs) (laughs) It was uh, hectic. It's totally mental. Uh, But really good. It was totally, it's like nearly 30 degrees. Fucking so hot. But uh, it was really good. You know, it's over so quickly because you're set up like so fucking quickly. Yeah. And then it's over before you know it. But it was good. Uh, You guys have been on tour a lot, like over the past, Forever, it feels like. Yeah, like <laughs> it's been we're, a long time. Kind of constantly, you know, not like like crazily, but we've always consistently kind of went away. Yeah. Like even when we started the band, we've always like played out of Glasgow, like from the start. Yeah. Which I think was a really good thing. Uh, definitely, like, I don't, know, I don't know. It was good to meet people. Uh huh. Like build up a certain network of friends all over. So it's really easy to go and do shows now. Yeah, that's kind of important, really. I guess. Oh yeah, and also it's just nice to like meet people that are into the same things as you as well yeah for sure and that's like that's like a, yeah I don't know it's like a really nice thing <laughs> that's cool man the new album's out now man and mm-hmm. I think it's pretty great to be honest cheers uh, <laughs> I'm a huge fan um, I like the fuzzy kind of alt poppiness yeah love it man is that a sound you've always been attracted to or like that whole uh, dinosaur junior style vibe oh yeah totally yeah. I mean I think like yeah I don't think we're ever going to really get away from that uh-huh. Not right now, like, it's th- we're, I mean, there's are bands I definitely love, uh, it, but it's very easy, like, to be pigeonholed into, like, a whole, like, grunge 90s revival band, yeah. I don't really think that it really exists. I don't think I'd, but I'd, a lot of people say it, you know? Yeah, I don't think but, I'd even put you in there, like, yeah. because Dinosaur Jr. were definitely pre-grunge. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. See that, so that sort of loud, fuzzy guitar thing? It's so ridiculously that? loud, yeah, it's yeah. really good. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something you've always kind of watched to do, though, like? Yeah, I, well, I don't know, like... When we started about it, I don't think we really knew what we wanted to do. Yeah. It just kind of felt like we should start playing, we've wrote a few songs. and mm-hmm. Like, compared to now, like, it's very different, I think. A bit, a bit more refined, maybe. And we're just yeah. better. I think the songs are better, too. But it's still loud and messy, and, but a bit more controlled, maybe. So, like, who who would you say some of the songwriters you, you look up to, then? Um, sort of, I don't want to say like, inspired. I don't know, like, um, like, people like Elliot Smith, like, believe it or not, like, I think some of our songs have a kind of similar... That's interesting. Like, maybe structurally or something. Mm-hmm. Like, the Beatles, like... Uh, I don't know, like, just, like... I really, I, so I really, I really like songs. I'm mm-hmm. not really that... Like, I don't, really, I don't really ever care about being, like, the best guitar player in the world or, like, being a really good drummer or... Like, a artist write a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's actually interesting you mentioned Eli Smith because... I was going to ask this question later on, right. but I'll probably ask it now. Um, some of the songs, the record's quite upbeat. Yeah. But there's a lot of dark lyrical themes. And yeah, Elliot Smith does that yeah. really well, so it's really I interesting really, that you mentioned that. I think like you don't really realise that stuff until you sort of take a step back. Because I, I think, like, looking over it, I think lyrically some of it is quite dark. Not even dark. I, I think the whole record itself is actually quite a positive record. Mm. And it's sort of looking back at things like that or like it's about moving on I guess or not be not like getting out of being in a bad position or yeah. a bad situation like mentally or, or like just in life and stuff but I don't think I realised until I sort of it was out and I remember actually I had to write the lyrics out for uh, the label I was like fucking hell these, <laughs> some of these are pretty horrible <laughs> I guess that kind of comes into my next question yeah. which, which I was also going to ask later on but it seems pertinent to ask it now um, is that was that kind of lyrical thing at the time? Did you remember thinking, I want to write about this, or was that kind of a subconscious? Um, I'm always interested in that process that writers have. Some of it is. 
I think the songs are about particular things, like really about particular things. You write really quickly, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I think every song is about something, but some are more focused about a particular thing, and some of them are kind of just maybe just like they're a bit more sporadic. Yeah. But then, uh, I don't know. I don't really think too much. Honestly, the lyrics and stuff, I don't really think too much about that. Because I think, like, that's the thing that I find hardest out of the whole writing process. Like, it's really quite difficult, I think, that part. Yeah. Like, writing a song is pretty easy. Like, it's quite easy to write an alright song with a few chords mm-hmm. and write a nice melody. Like, that's not really that hard. But it's also like when you're writing your own lyrics it's really easy to think it's, everything sounds so cheesy <laughs> but then sometimes that's kind of good to not have it over complicated and stuff yeah just getting get to the heart of it yeah yeah but uh, yeah the lyrics like that's the part I'm I don't know if I'm totally I think on this album like lyrically there's parts where I'm like oh, I think it's a bit weak or, but then maybe that's just me like because I wrote it <laughs> yeah but uh, I think a lot of artists get that like when you're so self-critical but that's and, a good thing, I yeah. think. Yeah. If it's a good thing, why do you think it's weekend is still there, though? Like, well, I mean, it's like... I, I, like, this album, like, we recorded it so long ago, so it's like it's like this, like, moment in time yeah. that, like, I, as a, I'm a per- I, like, as a person, I'm totally past that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is good. That's totally what it's about. It's, so you worked with MJ Footworms on the records. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed a few of the songs were on, like, older EPs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. like, maybe four tracks. Did he have a rolling shape? Did he have like a rolling shape in how that album sounded, even those older songs? Or yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, um, definitely. Like, in the overall sound of the record, I don't think I don't think we've ever sounded like that. Recorded, and I think it's closer to what we actually sound like live. Uh, but yeah, like the the older songs, they're a bit different. Like, they're more because there's like some songs on it that we recorded or wrote. Like, I mean, like two years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we went to like some studio we didn't even know like who the engineer was or yeah. you know and we just like let him do whatever and we, I had no idea what I was doing so like it didn't sound anything like what we actually wanted it to sound like but we okay. didn't know we wa- what we wanted it to sound like at the time Yeah, but I think we went with MJ like I just like I'd heard records he'd done and, and I knew he like I like, talked to him before I knew he liked our band and stuff and I think that was like a really important thing mm-hmm. like he was pretty invested in making out a good record yeah and I so yeah. even though you're saying he had a like a sort of influence on how the record sounded being a producer, obviously you hoped he would have. But just the way you're saying there, like you didn't know what you wanted to sound like and now this sounds you think this album feels like how you Yeah, sound like live. I think when we went in we knew what we wanted. Yeah. So you had, you had you do have an actual influence on the overall sort of mix and stuff in terms of uh, uh, like, yeah. like as the band. Did you like Oh yeah, 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 yeah. definitely uh-huh. like it was Yeah, he's very like He's quite, he can be really hands-on, mm-hmm. um, but, I mean, I think we were both on the same sort of level of how we thought it should sound, so we, it was pretty easy to do it, we didn't really have much, yeah. I totally trusted him, mm-hmm. he's, he's, a, he's, he's a good engineer, he's yeah. really good. Well, he did a good good fucking job, man, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you kind of touched on it a little bit, I should probably ask about it, it's like, it took, it feels to me like it took a while to come out. Oh, it took ages. Why is that? Uh, I don't know. Like these things take a while. Like, because um, when we recorded it, we didn't have a label, uh-huh. and I think when we, like, like we were talking to labels, and it was like 
people seemed interested, but no one was been like, okay, here's money, go make a record. Yeah. I remember like been playing those. And we actually had a bit of money saved up, and we had we were like ready to record. Like, we had enough stuff, and it felt like an album. And I, I was like, fuck it, let's just do it. Like, and um, but I think we, I think we had, I, I think if we hadn't done that, this band wouldn't be going anymore. It would have fizzled out. Uh-huh. So it was kind of a necessity. And then we did it, and I started sending around to labels, and then Canine, who were who signed us, uh, they got back to us, and I sent they liked it, and they were like, I really like it, but uh, we need to see you play. So went over to New York for CMJ. Yeah, and I, like it turned out, we're like when they asked us to go, we, we were already planning on going anyway. So kind of just all I don't know. Feels like everything in this band is sort of worked out like the way it's meant to, uh-huh. but it never, it's never felt like that was the right. Like it just things have kind of fallen into place. Yeah, but like not through just like sitting back. It's been like trying really hard, uh-huh. but uh, I don't know. We're in a really good situation now. Like we've never had anyone do anything for us up to this point. Which is in a, like we're still quite in control of what we're uh-huh. doing, but it's nice to have people there to to help you out. So you already answered my question about Canine <laughs> Records, which I was going to ask. Um, how is the relationship with them? Like, how is that? How yeah. has that developed since you've been to New York and all that? Yeah, like, well, we met a, when I went over. It's a grand by like a husband and wife called mm-hmm. Leo and Kay, and I I met Leo before we played our show and like went we went out skateboarding in New York one morning. And that was really nice, like we just got to kind of know each other and not, we didn't really even talk about music once. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. And then they saw us play and then they just said they liked it and well, we went home. And But they seemed really keen, like they were like, they like wanted to put it out, but just try to like work it out. And then it, that took like a few months to, we started to get the album mastered at the time. Mm-hmm. So when we got mastered, it was like, a, like it took like maybe four or five weeks to get that back. And we got it back and I sent it over to them and then from there they're like okay let's do it but then that was back in like December so that's taken <laughs> like you know it's like what May now yeah but but like you have to, like that's how you have to do it though yeah you've I'd love to have just put it out straight away uh-huh. but you got to like put a few singles and get people listening to it absolutely yeah and uh, like we're gonna because it's releasing tape right now but we're gonna like re-release it later in the year mm. on like CD and vinyl which mm. which is I think it's a good idea because by that time we're, we're like we're still a pretty new band in people like maybe not in Glasgow but compared to the rest of the world we definitely are yeah so hopefully this record like being online people will get into it and if we do another re-release it'll be like they'll actually be like a much bigger audience mm-hmm. especially in America as well they're starting to pick up over there that's that's fucking cool man yeah yeah so like I mean we need to go over there soon we need to make it work have you got any plans to go over there or yeah we're like we're we want we're, we want to it's like it's tricky you know with like it costs a lot of money, yeah, but uh, money, yeah. we'll, we'll do it. We're gonna do it later this year. Just uh, yeah, we're definitely going later in the year. <laughs> it's happening at some point. It is, yeah, we're soon. going. Yeah. Um, okay, so my next question, I guess, is you were you kind of touched on it. I should probably dive into it a little bit deeper. Is your general sort of lyric and songwriting process? Um, what? How would you define? Like, what is that? How, how does that work? Um. Is it like music first, lyrics first? I think it's sort of all over the place. But I think I never ever complete lyrics. Like, I would have a complete song first. Mm. I would never have, com- well, I, I don't know, maybe in, in general it's like, I it can start with anything, man. I don't really have like a process. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah, yeah and like, a lot, a lot of the time, like, 
like you can sit for ages, try to work on something, and it might just, it just doesn't happen. But then like, I don't know, something just comes like a little riff or even like a little melody. Like that's a, like you hear the one part, you're like that's a song already, mm-hmm. and that's the part you need to hold a song together, like a hook. Or once you've got that, the rest is easy. Yeah. If you have a good chorus, then the verses. No, they still need to be good, but like, it's like sometimes I think it's good when yeah. verses are pretty like, like not, like almost not that good. Uh-huh. And the chorus comes in, it totally that punch. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh-huh. You guys have been playing a lot of shows, and you seem to always be on the road. Does being a two-piece make that easier? Do you think? Yeah, it has. Like, I mean, it's been really easy to organize stuff. But I mean, the whole two-piece thing. I just I I don't really see this band continuing as a two-piece for too much longer. Oh, really? So. Uh, I think I don't know. I just I think you can totally pigeon your hold yourself into like a sort of fad, not a fad, but there's so many people doing it, mm. and like the two piece thing has become, oh, like you mentioned that band, like oh they're a two piece. Mm. I I want people to be like oh that band like Penact, oh, they write really good songs. Yeah, like not to think like so. Do you feel I that's mean, happening already, or you just a, a little, that it a could little bit? But I just I don't, and also I don't want to. Do, the whole two piece thing is fun, but I think when I started doing this band, like. Like, I wasn't... I've really got better at songwriting, I think. Mm-hmm. And generally just, like, having a vision of what I want the songs to sound like, rather than just being, like... Because if I only got one guitar, then it has to be... Everything just has to be fucking loud all the time, <laughs> which is cool. But, eh... Uh, you can be louder with, like, two guitars, or even three. Well, exactly. <laughs> and then... Or you can have, like... You can have, like, two guitars doing two different parts. Uh-huh. And you don't need to use those loop pedals and shit like that. Like, I don't want to... We've never really done anything like that, so... Uh-huh. I don't really want to get into that territory. But, eh... Uh, yeah, this band will, it's going to totally change, like, later this year, or, like, when we start doing the next record, like, in the start of next year, like, it's going to be totally different, but yeah. no, it's not different, it's going to be the same, I'm it's still going to be writing the yeah. songs, but it's just going to, like, kind of like a wave thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. when they started, like, it was just two-piece, and, you know, like, their records are, like, fucking huge, and mm-hmm. not that we're wanting to do that, but that kind of progression... Yeah. I, d- I don't want to force anything I want it to be natural and I don't mm. want to be like oh we're going to be a four piece now <laughs> you know if it but I think I, I can't really see it being a two piece for forever definitely not forever yeah so it's like a, I guess it's that idea of the song is king whatever makes a song better yeah like I don't yeah. want to like I, d- I would hate to write a song but like oh that song would be so much better if it had bass on it or if it had another guitar part uh-huh. and, but, or then sometimes like, how much better could that song be if I did that you know yeah so but yeah, we'll see what happens. Can you see the future just being like an act all the time on the road um, forever? Not forever, but you know, to make that enough sort of to ends meet sort of thing. I'd like, I think I'd like that. I don't know, like, going on tour is, I think going on tour is kind of like, it's extreme highs and extreme lows of like emotional, like, I don't know, like, I, you can have points where you're like, I just want to go home and sleep in my own bed or like, see my mom or something or yeah. like you know you know you play good like on tour you play a good show then you're like you just feel fucking great uh-huh. and uh, I, 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 I don't think I think when, like the point we're at now to properly get people to hear us we need to tour a lot right now mm-hmm. like with I mean not necessarily like our own tours but like support tours and stuff I think we might need to have like a real like push on that for a while and then maybe we we'll won't have to do it so much but I'm saying like I don't like it I really like going on tour well, I think but like, it's like a very unnatural thing to do. You never really know where you are. Like, you're in like you travel for like four or five hours for like half an hour. Mm. It's a lot of waiting around. 
but it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Yeah, I, was, I was speaking the band I spoke to so far. The, it's kind of the same thing. It's like I like being in a band. I like being on tour. But a lot of the time, it's like the road does start to take a toll on you. Totally. And there's, there are there are points in the tour where you're like, well, I'm just sitting about doing nothing for large periods of time, just for that thirty minutes, forty five minutes a night. Yeah. So I can understand why that's hard. I think a lot of people think that. Oh, being in a band, so it must be mental on the road all the time. It's totally not. But it's totally not. Like, yeah. Maybe it's for like two nights, and then you're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I know sometimes it is. Like it depends who you're with. I think being around people that you, I think just knowing like to give people their space and stuff on tour is really important. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to talk all the time. Yeah. And if you're not talking, it's totally okay. It's just like. Something you need a little bit of space. Or, like, yeah. the best thing to do in tour is go for a walk on your own <laughs> for like half an hour and you'll feel great after it. So, I guess that's kind of what that's kind of like where you want to go from here then is like touring more. And yeah, like, not like touring more, but touring like properly, like mm-hmm. playing to more people. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It'd be nice to like get out of venues like this. Like, I'm not like, uh, I don't think I'm being unrealistic. I think we're in a situation where we can try like I mean I don't mean get out of venues like this but like just like just play to rooms full of people there's, there's like nothing better than that it's the best mm. feeling ever playing to an empty room is really shit yeah. <laughs> it's pretty soul destroying did you play to a lot of people like at Great Escape yeah it was really busy yeah it was good um, yeah like I don't know like usually our shows are, are pretty alright we, we still do have some where it's like why the fuck are we here but in general they're really like picked up I think every band has that but it's, it's good for you like it totally yeah. it's there's like nothing I think it's really important like as a band like you go through a really shit tour because it really puts it in perspective like why you're doing it or like or like even if the way you're doing it is the right way to go about it mm-hmm. uh, I don't know I think it's really good for you to have shit times in a band as well Yeah, because it makes it better when it all works out and it will. If you persevere, you can make it work out. I don't think we've got it worked out yet, but I, I think we're getting closer <laughs> to... I don't even know what that means, like, working out, but... It's really, it's like, I think the main struggle is just, like, having to... If you really want to do this and do the music thing, like, having like making your life work, like, financially, and then going back to that life that you don't really want to, like, do it. Like, it can kind of, like, mess you up a little bit, I think. Yeah. But... I don't know, just, it's fun, it's good, you know? Yeah, just having a laugh and that's it, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, there's, there's like, some people that are like, it's fun to have a laugh, but how long can you keep, like, having yeah. a laugh for? Uh-huh. But, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, man, I think that's a good place to leave it. That's, that's, yeah. that's a, a good ending, man. Yeah. Uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to no us. No worries. I appreciate it, it and uh, I hope, I hope that album goes well for you, Cheers. man. Cheers, thanks a lot. So there we have it, a nice interview with Corey from Pinact. I thought it was really enlightening to hear about how the band went to play in New York and how they eventually got signed to an American label. Um, it seems like it's things are really kind of on the up for those guys. Pinact work really, really hard, and they're probably one of the hardest working bands, kind of, I guess, that have been coming out of Glasgow for the past couple of years. They always seem to be on tour, they always seem to be doing stuff, and it's really good to hear them actually, you know, pushing even further the debut album is really really good you should definitely check it out if you like kind of Dennis Orr Jr Zebadoa 
I guess even Nirvana, the Pixies, Sonic Youth, that kind of thing. Noisy. Uh, if you ever get a chance to catch them live, definitely do that. They are a good experience for sure. So thanks to Corey for letting me interview him. It was very gentlemanly. It was very gentlemanly of him. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that on iTunes or via any other podcatcher. The subscribe links are nearby. They'll be in if you're on iTunes. They'll be in the link below. If you're on the blog, you'll find the subscribe links. Please do that. That would really help me. If you could go on iTunes and rate and review the podcast, that would be super helpful because you don't get a lot of podcasts in Britain. It's still a fairly new thing, and you get even less from Scotland, especially in this interview format. So yeah, if you could like it, rate it, review it, that would be superb. If you have any feedback, please email me at hi at thecuratorpodcast.com. You can like me on Facebook, which is The Curator Podcast. SoundCloud, Twitter, Tumblr, The Curator Pod, all of them, you can get me there. Or just jump onto the website, hit a few links. That's thecuratorpodcast.com. The show notes are in there. For today's show, you'll also find other blog posts which don't really relate to the podcast, but do relate to issues around the podcast. So yeah, please check it out. And the final thing I would ask of you is to share it with your friends. If you found it interesting, please pass it along. Um, to play us out, my favourite song from Pinnack's debut album. This song is called Limbs. Thanks once again for listening. Until next time.
Stay.